Welcome, everybody, to the Hardcover Hooligans podcast. My name is Mac. As always, is with me, Danilo. Danilo, I have a question for you. Shoot. Who do you think is cuter, Aragorn or Boromir? I mean, one of them's kind of corrupted and evil, and one well, of them's the me. perfect embodiment of masculinity, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with Boromir. Uh, Boromir. <laughs> Correct! Everybody loves an edgy bad boy. Boromir, I think, oh, is yeah. the first character in literature where, where you could describe it. You'd be like, I can change him. <laughs> I can, <laughs> he's a bad boy, but I can make him better. Boromir's the first character in these books where I'm like, oh, that'd be me. <laughs> yeah, like a regular guy. Like, freak the I'd fuck be like, out. No, we're using the ring. Like, you're all crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, right. I can put it, I'll be fine. You guys are the weak ones. I'm awesome. <laughs> um, so we are we are reading ugh, book two of book one, The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. They're all split pa- part up into two. two of bo- The Fellowship of the Ring. They're all split up into two books, but Danilo, I'm not sure if you've opened your copy of The Two Towers, but did you notice it starts on page 456? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I've, a little birdie told me, uh, and by little birdie, I mean the internet, is that they're all technically one book, and the publisher yeah. was just like, w- w- dude, we're not doing no. a 1,500-page book. It's a little big, but I mean, I have my edition. I mean, I also have the single copy editions, but the one that I like the best is one full edition, and it, I don't know, it's big, but I've, I have read a larger fantasy novel than that, so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just um, anyway, the 50s that the paper was thicker and they couldn't you, do it. They didn't have doorstop fantasy novels in 1954 or whatever. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Bring back, we could, I mean, so, side tangent, I think this is a... The Lord of the Rings is a perfect argument against fantasy bloat. Like, yeah. you get a lot of lore you don't need and a good story and good characters, and it doesn't have to be a million right. words and there's just three and then it's done and then he's like and if you I, want, I'm done right and there's like if you want the lore you can go read the Silmarillion but you don't have to it doesn't it doesn't they're not, it's not like they're not at the beginning reading. of every chapter no right it's not the Silmarillion is not the Lord of the Rings is um Mistborn secret history <laughs> okay so I uh didn't know I I'm curious to think you said that you know we talked about you were cold on the prologue which I think most people are and yeah, then hot that should be the, at the end yeah <laughs> yes and then you were hot on the rest of the book yes what I was. did you think of the second half you know what it's consistent like yeah. loved it all the way through again I think what I said before the biggest challenge has been like untethering my like brain and visualizations from the movie to like yeah. what's on the page and I think that's been going pretty well so far. Um, I think that's definitely harder in this second section. But I think I, oh, you I think, think so? I ended up pretty well, yeah, because it has all the iconic stuff, like you know, yeah. the Mines of Moria, Elrond, yeah. all that stuff. It's easier with things like uh, like Lothlorien, which is like in the book for two seconds and nothing happens there. Or in the you know? in the movie for two seconds. In the movie, yeah, in the movie, yeah, yeah. I find. Uh... I actually forgot, like, I, I feel like I always forget that the first half of this book feels pretty different, and then the second half of this book is pretty spot on, the mo- like, the movie. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's really impressive how spot on it is, mm-hmm. except, and we'll talk about this, the end of the movie is how Two Towers begins, the book. Right. There's not Boromir, um, I don't know what happens to Boromir, but whatever happens <laughs> to Boromir doesn't happen at the end of this book, it happens at the beginning of the next one. 
I believe he uh, departs because the first <laughs> chapter of the next book is called The Departure of Boromir. Uh, well, that that may be understatement one of the year, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, what happened to your grandma? Oh, she departed back to wherever she came from. <laughs> what? <laughs> she wanted my ring and I told her to go home. Yeah. And me and a bunch of my creepy uh, friends who came from the mud shot him full, of, <laughs> shot <her> full of arrows. <laughs> Um, all right, so do you want to just hop right in? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Frodo awakes, and he's like, oh, I'm not all fucked up anymore. And Gandalf's like, oh, you miss a lot. We got to talk about the Nazgul. We got to talk about Ring Race. We got to talk about where they are. But don't worry. The water sort of destroyed them. Uh, but mm-hmm. not, but Wait, not do really. We, did we talk about this last time? We talked yeah, about but, but they talk many about meetings. it in many I guess meetings. They do. And then in the next chapter, in the Council of Elrond, they they talk about, like, they sent out scouts to the river. And, oh, right. Just more details. Yeah. yeah. They found... And in, in the Council of Elrond is where Gandalf actually says, like... They're not, they just, like, wear cloaks to, like, fit in, which is crazy, right? (laughs) Like, if they can just do that, why would they pick the scariest? (laughs) Like, they should just wear, like, a suit. Like, I imagine. (laughs) A suit and a baseball floating baseball cap. What's scarier than, like, a ghost king running after you on a a tuxedo, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's just the guy. (laughs) I'll tell you where Bilbo Baggins is. (laughs) Uh, So... They, 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 this is the they call the Council of Elrond here, mm-hmm. and it's like a secret meeting, and it's just Frodo who's invited, but Sam is there too. It, it's described he's like he's sitting in a corner, and then he's just sitting on the ground, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. then occasionally chimes in. Yeah, uh, and the I was going to say, you know, yeah. Council of Elrond, more like info dump of Elrond. Yeah, am I is. right? <laughs> info dump of Elrond, and then Gandalf tells a long rambly story. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the story is interesting. Yeah, and it's it's if you didn't know it from like seeing a movie, you'd be like, "Oh." You right. know. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we meet we meet a couple of characters who are a, cl- a couple classic characters. Here we meet Gimli and Legolas and mm-hmm. Boromir. Boromir is the prince of the steward of Gondor. Um, Legolas is the son of the elven king from The Hobbit, whose name, he is named in this Thranduil, yep. the elven king. And then Gimli is the son of, Danilo, do you remember? Oh, it, he's the son of, is he the son of Balin? No. No, because Balin comes up later. It's it's Gimli's son of Glowin. Oh, that's or right. Glowin. Balin, they were, they were friends with, who is also, right. unfortunately... Yeah, he comes up. That's why. That's why. Uh, that's why I thought that. But I had to look it up. By the way, I couldn't remember who Gimli's dad was either. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, definitely more tie-ins to the, especially this part into the Hobbit than I w- was led to believe or that I oh, really? thought. I thought I was just like, oh, it's just Bilbo at the beginning and the ring, and then it's sort of its own thing. Like I really didn't expect like. Oh, the dwarves are related to other dwarves and yeah. all that stuff. It really yeah. makes it hit 
hit a little bit harder when you see we'll talk about it later but Balin's tomb and Gimli's like yeah. standing there and he like refuses to move as like the orcs are coming in like that is man I get emotional well, this, when... I was actually invested in being like oh, I gotta go see if Balin and the company are still alive because like I knew them from the other book whereas you know right. in the movie that doesn't really come across or I don't know if they mention it it's just like oh it's uh, sad I don't know right and it, it is very sad uh, Borbeer the, okay so they talk about the ring they talk about how it was forged, how how it was lost, and Boromir mm. refers to it as Isildur's bane. Because, listen, as we all know, uh, Isildur, son, son of Elendil, cut the ring from Sauron's finger using uh, the blade Narsil, mm -hmm. uh, Elendil's sword. Wait a minute. Yeah, Narsil is what it's called. Onguril okay. is what it's called when it's reforged. But Narsil cuts I the... I could not possibly <laughs> hope to correct you on any of that, so... <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. He cuts the, the ring from Sauron's finger, and he he puts it on, and he leaves a series of scary notes. <laughs> like like <laughs> notes about a man so clearly slipping into insanity and paranoia. <laughs> as, he, as he takes the ring and, and thinks that it's going to save Gondor, which is really sad, I think. Yeah. That they, could, they had the perfect chance to destroy it, and yet they did not, unfortunately. But it's tough. Well, you, you know, you've got to learn that lesson somehow. Someone's got to learn the lesson that you can't... No one's above, you know, the corruption of the ring. Someone's no. got to try it. Someone, someone did try it, and it ended poorly. When he was waylaid by orcs, and the ring was lost in the river, and then a little creepy ghoul man found it. Mm -hmm. um, and then Gandalf and Aragorn uh, scoured the countryside, found Gollum, and tortured him to get yes. all this information. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and then did. lost him. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. You know, sometimes you torture a little gremlin and you lose him. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and then you give, and the people you give him to feel so bad for him that they like give him some food and then he escapes or something. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that what happened? Like yeah, they like gave him to <laughs> Thrandwill in the mountain and like keep keep him in the darkest, deepest cave, please. Yeah. And, and then he felt bad. He, and then he, he escaped. He, he, they let him climb a tree and he didn't come back down. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> That's actually what oh, that's right. <laughs> this poor guy needs some air. <laughs> he won't escape. <laughs> Which is so funny. It's like the exact... What I love is that it, without saying it explicitly, they obviously felt so bad about how they treated the dwarves. They were like, we're never doing that again. So the next time they get a prisoner, <laughs> they also escape, but it's in a, he's like a much worse person than the dwarves the, ever Yeah, the were. one guy you shouldn't do that for is was that guy. It was Gollum. Uh, so Gandalf tells his side of the story about what happened. He went to confront Saruman the White, and they have a pretty intense conversation. Yeah. And then, and then I love this part where Gandalf realizes that his cloak isn't white. It's, in fact, like, every color ever. Mm. Uh, and, and he's like, I'm super evil now. Uh, and then there's no, like, wizard fight here. That He does just take Gandalf up to the roof and is like, fuck you. You're going to sit there for the rest of time. I think it's. I think it feels more menacing than the movie. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to be making a lot of comparisons to the That's movie. That's okay. But uh, that feels more menacing in the movie because you sort of know he's bad, but you also... In the, in the movie, you sort of always know he's evil. Like, you get in there, and you're like, oh, this guy's evil. His tower but, like, looks the, so evil. Right. <laughs> but the way, like, Gandalf talks about him, and the way everyone else talked about him, like, going in the conversation, like, I can see, like, if you don't know he's going to be evil, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's turned now? That's not good. 
it's good. I, I like it. And and then um, Gandalf sees that they're like mining, they're strip mining the land, like right, yeah, like what, like right behind the tower. He didn't notice that on the way. <laughs> he just has to look to the side a little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and there's like orcs and and whatever. And then uh, Gandalf he calls the eagles. Yeah. Listen, so then just why you already called the eagles. Why can't they just take the fucking ring? Why can't they take the Mordor? Uh, well, they can't, Danilo. That's why. Okay, they can't. There'd be no fucking story. Uh, so th- this is where Boromir's like, "Hey, just give it to me. I got my sweet horn. I got my my cool, uh, dark sort of reddish hair. Like, I can do I it. I got it. I could do it." And they say, no, I think you're crazy. And then, oh, I'm sorry, Boromir had a dream. He's like, I had a dream that a little man had it. What does it mean? And there's like the only <laughs> little guy at the meeting. He was like, hasn't Boromir's said a word the, the whole time. the only one who doesn't know that <laughs> He is the Frodo only one who doesn't it. know. <laughs> Which is very funny. Uh, so they, they come up with the plan. They're like, all right, we have two course of action. We can either hide it forever or we can destroy it. And we can't do, we can't destroy it. So where do we hide it? And they're like... Uh, we can, why don't you give it to Tom Bombadil? And then they're, they're like, he doesn't care. He does not care at all. <laughs> He's he going to lose it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to like, lose it, and then Sauron's going to find it. He's going to give said, it to Sauron. Right. <laughs> Is this yours? <laughs> I don't want you to be upset with me, so you can have it. Uh, so uh, Tom Bombadil might lose it. Oh, why don't we keep it at Rivendell? Oh, then it's just going to be everything is destroyed except for Rivendell, and then Rivendell's going to get destroyed. Yeah. Um. Why don't we just throw it in the river? And they're like, that might work, but the ri- like or like he says, land ocean, change. right? Yeah. He, they say throw it in the ocean, and Gandalf's like, I don't know if the ocean's going to be there in ten million years. And he also says mm-hmm. like the scariest thing of all time. He's like, there's scary shit that lives in the ocean like you want one of those things to find a ring <laughs> imagine uh, a squid with the one ring that's true he, he's got eight he could have he could almost be his own nazgul army if he had one more arm <laughs> a squid with all the rings this yeah. is what we need this is a sequel please fix. tell me that's what the silmarillion is about <laughs> yes. the squid marillion yeah <laughs> he's, yeah it's sort of like uh it's like kind of like a porn thing about a squid we'll read it <laughs> we'll read it <laughs> We'll read um, anything on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like, all right, we're going to have to take the ring. And there is going to be a small group. And then everybody sort of like puts their heads down really awkwardly. And nobody wants to ask. And then Frodo says, my favorite thing ever in the whole world. He says, I will take the ring to Mordor, but I do not know the way. Oh, fucking fucking awesome. It it's is like fu- such a powerful moment. It it's is amazing. because it's described as like he is surprised he's saying it and like his brain yeah. is like no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it is in I love it. I love well, it. Well, and just, you know, thinking about it like you they don't know they're in a story called Lord of the Rings that everyone knows. And right. so like they honestly like he honestly thinks like oh, I'll just hand it to someone who's better and but then, like, him slowly realizing that, oh, maybe he's the only one who, who, who can do it. And that, like, he can and should. And it's, like, the right thing to do. Man, it's just, like, a tiny paragraph on the page. But it's that was awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. So they all thank Frodo, Elrond especially. And there's going to be nine of them. One to, the, to match the, the Nazgul. So they can take them 1v1. Right. In case the worst comes away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Frodo, Gandalf, Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas, Gimli, and Sam. And then they're like, oh, but that's not nine. That's only seven. Who else is going to come? And then 
Merry and Pippin offer themselves, and real and Elrond's like, I think this might be the worst idea ever to send you two <laughs> fucking morons with them. But <laughs> friendship is friendship, so you become the Fellowship of the Ring. And uh, Boromir is so against having more hobbits. He's like, we're already taking two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, I, so I think Boromir, I love Boromir. Like, uh-huh. as a character, he's, he, I think he's excellent. He's who I would be. Yeah. Like, that's because what I'm saying. Like, like, in all he's seriousness. Like, why do we need four of these little guys? Like, what, like, what are you talking about? Do you, you know, know more like people boys? means more stuff we have to carry? We could just <laughs> yeah. be seven, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they Frodo's really down and Gandalf's like don't worry buddy we probably won't have to leave for a couple months which is like that doesn't help (laughs) we still have to leave like I don't care if it's not for a couple months you still might die later but you know we can (laughs) wait here for a little bit um and Bilbo's like he's like hey come here you want to see some cool shit and he he has a little box and he opens his box and he's like I have a bunch of stuff from the previous book and he gives (laughs) him his sword sting and he also gives him his mithril shirt and he says don't let anybody catch you with this (laughs) (laughs) or else they're gonna want they're gonna want one from me I'm gonna get a lot of trouble I gave it to you (laughs) (laughs) which uh they don't, once the party finds out he has a mithril shirt, they say two sentences about him and move on. They don't really, they don't really care. <laughs> they just for all that sweet, sweet tension later. <laughs> uh, the elves also, Aragorn's like, yeah, they reforged my blade, I'm the king, whatever. Uh, yeah, because that's a bigger thing in the movie, where he just is. shows up, he's like, you see this shattered blade? It's going to be reforged. And the next time we see him, he's like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, literally. He's like, uh-huh. I renamed it, but it's the same sword. It's the flame of the west or whatever. Yeah. Andril the Flame of the West. And he's like, I'm going to kill. I'm probably going to kill a big bad guy with this. Probably. <laughs> uh, he doesn't, but we'll talk about that later. Um, this is prob- This is not, there's no good time to bring this up. Yeah, but please. I think uh, when Bilbo says, I believe it's a place, it's called Mikkel Delving or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I keep thinking it's a guy. Like, I read it. I'm like, oh, I Michael got it from Delving. Michael Delving. <laughs> like, who the hell is Michael Delving? Every time I read it. <laughs> I'd be like, no, it's a place. It's like a little town or something. It's not Michael a dude Delvin. who has everything. I, that is so funny. Where'd you get that from? You've never talked to Michael Delvin? Like, like, he'll Michael just Delvin? give you stuff. He has stuff, and he'll give it he to you. He has lots of stuff, and he'll give it to you. Uh, I think it's the museum The the museum in um, the Shire. It's which the name is, of a museum? I, or, or, like a, or like a place with old stuff. I don't okay. know. I know everything, man. <laughs> Why is it crazy that it's a museum? Michael Delving is a museum? <laughs> no. It's called Mickle Delving. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so the, 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 the Fellowship, they start walking. And they get well, to... Th- oh. Uh, Sam is worried about some rope. Oh, yeah. They have no rope. Uh, Sam is like, uh, we forgot rope. Oh, I, sh- oh, I need to know. He's like, I think in the Council of Elrond, for the, he was like, I got to remember to grab some rope. And then <laughs> later on, he's like, I forgot to get the rope. And in my brain, that felt like a and d joke. Because yeah, it's so I know. like, but I'm like, this is pre-D&D because everyone's always like, oh, we got to get rope. And then no one ever uses rope in their D&D adventure. And it's like a big joke. But it it's so pointed in here. I'm like, Tolkien, big D&D head. Well, do you think made a rope joke? Do you think like so? If you don't know, folks, Gary Gygax, creator of Dungeons and Dragons, I think 
Is that right? I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, I think he's one of the guys, yeah. Um, pr- I mean, they probably read... Th- th- not probably. They stole a lot from this. Yeah. But uh, do you think like they took that and they are like, Adventurers gotta have rope. Their ropes are gonna be in every puzzle we make because <laughs> Sam didn't bring any fucking rope. And they kept like falling down holes and getting stuck places without it. I'm sure there is some, some little aspect of that. That'd be interesting. Is he still alive? Or maybe I think so. We, can we could him. ask him. He would never admit it, though. He he would claim that he came up he with the Misty Mountains. Goblins. <laughs> yes, he invented goblins and orcs in the Misty Mountains. It's crazy <laughs> that in the Faerun and Dungeons and Dragons, it's just called the Misty Mountains. I can never yeah. get over That's insane. Yep. Um, speaking of the Misty Mountains, it is where they walk to. And this, folks, if you've never read the book, this is the scene in the movie where... Um, like they're playing tag or whatever <laughs> on like some rocks and I don't remember this they're, at all. Yeah, they're like sitting around smoking and then they look up and the birds are there. Remember? Uh I actually I actually don't. I haven't seen the movies they in a get little to bit. The, okay, I got to remember how to pronounce this because it's not Caradris. That is wrong. Oh yeah, the mountain. I love the cuz Gimli's like, "Oh yeah, those are the three mountains and we all have names for them and like one of them's nice and two of them are evil or something like that." Yeah. Yes, the yeah the red gate of Carathras or whatever, or the red horn. Yeah, you pronounce it Carathras. Uh, you do not say Caradras. And their plan is to walk over them because going too right. far to the south. Yeah, they, Gandalf and Aragorn they have like a conversation where they're like, "I think this is a bad idea," and Aragorn's like, "Shove it, old man. We're gonna do the thing <laughs> I came up with." And the party's like, "What are they talking about?" And we'll find out what they're talking about. Uh, but the they're so they're hanging out and they're like weird. There's no goblins, and then a bunch of scary like birds show up and they're like run, run, run! For the Those scary bird. birds are watching us. Yeah, which is terrifying. Like to to think that you know you, to to be conscious of your. All right, we're on the lookout for orcs <clears throat> and we're on the lookout for wargs, and then you're like, oh my fucking god! Like birds could just be a, in a tree, <laughs> just like looking. Uh-huh. Well, and that's the that's the interesting part about the the scaling up of like the threat level like you know when you're going through like the shire and everything you're like oh there could be a black rider around every corner and then because we talked last time about how like the there's like the islands of safety and like in between is where the danger happens and this really ups the ante in terms of like oh the danger could be anywhere as like mordor's influence expands like it's the yeah. bur- it's like in the ground you know it's yeah. like in the na- in nature more than just like oh it's a spooky dude and it's changing really fast because Boromir brings up he's like can't we just go around and Gandalf's like you obviously don't get out much no we can't go around it's scary over there <laughs> we don't really know why then, but we're just told it's scary definitely see us yeah just on the wide open plane you can't hide from birds and isn't the whole isn't there like a whole aspect of this too where they're like oh they don't know we're moving yet but they might at some point or they know the ring is well, on the would, move or something they would know they would like see a big army coming and then know something's on them oh they say they they oh, say the, they to, talk about like mordor knowing that the ring is somewhere and like right they say to Bor gandalf says to boromir he's like it's easy for you to just walk around because nobody cares about you but if like mm-hmm. nine people are coming together and fast from like the good part of the world then they're gonna be suspicious it's like oh they have the they have the ring oh 
Oh, it's the, oh, it's him. That's Frodo Baggins. Oh, it's the it's the it's the party of heroes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gandalf, the most powerful guy ever. Right. He probably hasn't. Uh, so they try to hike up this mountain, um, which does not end. That doesn't end well. It's like a dead end, which I thought was super. I mean, makes sense why I just cut out the movie, but I thought it was super interesting. Like, oh, they go this way, and then like nature slash the mountain is like against them or against the progress of the ring and so it snows a bunch and yeah. they have to like turn around and go back so this this is in the movie but it's not presented as as, as if the mountain itself hates them mm. it's just like snowy because we get the scene in the movie where legolas is walking on top of the snow and they're all like fuck you man <laughs> i wish i could do that <laughs> Uh, and it's not portrayed like in this at least my impression of it was it was literally a dead end they're like we walked all the way up this mountain we can't get anymore so we have to walk all the way yeah, back they do. down they're but like they how do we get back yeah. down now you know because of all the snow and then on the way back down a bunch of wolves try to fuck their shit up <laughs> which is <laughs> just the worst like I love it's just a very real moment where they climb all the way up this fucking thing and then all the way back down and then right to literally the same exact spot and everybody just sort of like sits on the ground and like puts their, head <laughs> in their hands zero progress has been made Yep. Uh, on the most important quest of all time in the whole universe <laughs> ever so this is where uh, Gandalf brings up again he's like there is a second option we can go He's to Moria. I've been saying this the whole time. Right. <laughs> we can go to Moria. It's probably okay. Like, I came through Moria. And then <laughs> I came through Moria that, once 50 yeah. years ago. It's and I, probably fine. And I totally remember. I definitely remember. Just, 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 just trust me. There's no way I get lost in there. And without me, you don't have any lights. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I get to choose where we fucking go. Uh, no, nobody has dark vision except for Gimli. So, uh, <laughs> they, uh, so they go to Moria. Yeah, which they is do go to Moria. A, a kingdom. It's like an abandoned dwarf kingdom under the mountains, right? And they'll, yep. the the idea is to walk under the mountains since they can't go over it. And Moria is where a bunch of the dwarves from uh, uh, um, Dale, Erebor, uh, went to try to like reclaim the great from the lines of Moria. Because wasn't yeah. that like the whole plan? Is like, oh, okay, we'll get the treasure from. Erebor, and then we'll get strong again, and then we'll like be able to restart our kingdoms in Moria. Yeah, yes, uh, and led by Balin, and the, and yep. and at the I we forgot to say this, but at the Council of Elrond, uh, Glowin talks for a really long time, and like he's like we haven't heard from Balin in thirty five years, but I'm sure he's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> he's probably just really busy getting started with the new kingdom. You know, he just hasn't had a chance to you know let his friends and family know that everything's right. great and that he's alive. <laughs> So they, they they get to Moria, and they have to, unfortunately, traverse the scariest lake of all time. Uh, oh, yeah, which is not in the movie. Uh, no. Uh, Danilo, would you like to talk about the lake? Yeah, so uh, they, like, go up some stairs, and there's, like, a big lake in front of the door to Moria, and it's, like, really still, and... They sort of kind of, they go around it, and Frodo's seat, like, keeps hearing, like, splashes and gurgles, <laughs> and they're, like, standing in front of the door, and, uh, is this before, after they say, like, the password? It's, they, when they say the password is when all sh the shit hits right. the fan. Right, so there's, like, a, there's, like, a secret riddle code, and Gandalf can't crack it, and it's, like, it's, like, it's something, something, speak, speak, it's just friend, a speak friend, and enter. And enter. <laughs> 
and they try a bunch of stuff but it turns out all they had to do was say the word friend in uh in elvish and then they all feel really dumb and at that moment a giant octopus attacks yeah it's scary man <laughs> fucking boromir woke it up he got so frustrated he got so frustrated at a riddle he started throwing things like a little boy and he threw a big rock <laughs> into the lake and I was like, dude, Borvir, chill. You're you're not even trying to figure this out. I you're know. just sitting here while everyone else is trying to figure out. I love the the speak friend and enter because it's just like, can you imagine? You just like remember when shit was all fucked up and you could just say, hey friend, can I come in? They say, yep. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And they kept overthinking it. They talk about um, th- this book is the third age of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. um, and people like when they talk about the lord of the rings they they describe it as like post apocalyptic fantasy because oh, interesting. Uh, cuz nothing is good in it like moria is all fucked up like it w- wasn't for most of its time was not like this but then they yeah, found like the Durin's glory bane days are over sort of right yeah yeah or like which yeah. Is, which is cool but that you know it didn't really matter that they you know they they the door opens and then immediately a big squid cr- destroys the door anyway so then another trapped well we have to talk about bill the pony yeah you you know you said last time you're like my favorite pony is uh uh fatty, fatty Lumpkin, Lumpkin. And i said just wait <laughs> now bill the pony is a great pony yeah and the the more he works with his friends the healthier he gets um and he comes along with them um and he travels through the snow and carries all their stuff but gandalf's like we can't bring a pony through the mine yeah can't see <laughs> he can't see can't, see. can't, can't see can't climb can't see. sam's like what <laughs> <laughs> and so they leave him outside uh for the octopus but uh gandalf whispers into his ear and uh, says, oh, oh Bill, Bill's going to be fine. I, yeah, I wanted to, gosh, I wanted to find what he said. I love what he tells Bill the Pony. I want it to be on my gravestone. Yeah, it's about, like, you'll find your, like, use your knowledge and your instincts and you'll find your way home or something. Yeah. And his little swishing tail, like, every time Sam talks to him, he, like, swishes his tail. Excellent. Love it. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. He says... Go with words of guard and guiding on you. You are a wise beast and have learned much in Rivendell. Make your ways to places where you can find grass and so come in time to Elrond's house or wherever you wish to go. So you so Mac, you want horse advice on your grave? Yeah, I don't I don't know what to say, man. I'm a horse, okay? I, I want an old man to put his hand on my uh rotting uh fetid corpse and tell me that I can go chew cut or whatever with an elf. With I can go there are many good Weaver. salad places in heaven. I think that's the human translation. So they're in Moria, door locked. Or I mean well, door gone. Yeah. Uh so they're they like no right, yeah, back. The, the squid attacks and then they a uh Squid could have the ring. Could have given the squid the ring right there. That's missed true. opportunity, I think. Um, and well, you say that Frodo remarks like it, just like there's just a sentence, but he he noticed that the first thing the squid went for was him because he mm, had because we don't mm. know why, but it's probably definitely a thousand percent because he has the ring, which is <laughs> terrifying. Well, and then they the squid attacks. They all run in, and then the squid ruins the doors and traps them inside, and they leave a bunch of their supplies, and they don't have any light. But good thing Gandalf is magic. Yep. So he casts uh, light. <laughs> <laughs> he casts the light cantrip. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And he leads them through Moria. And uh, at first, it's like fine. And then Gandalf gets like a little lost and confused. It's like 
the way it's described is that it like is constantly moving up and down and left and right and then they reach this point where there's like three passageways mm-hmm. or wait is that is that when it happens or is that after pippin throws a rock down a no but they like take a they take a long rest yeah they do <laughs> and literally. then pippin, pippin throws a rock down a well and then they start hearing like thumping yeah and then then i think it's the there's like three one goes up one goes down one goes straight and Gandalf's like we're doing the straight one yeah <laughs> i love the gan uh pippin throws a rock down the well and then Gandalf's like how about i explode your fucking head <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you do you do something like that again i will fucking kill your whole family and you and, and it won't even be like the toughest thing i did that day <laughs> and then he's like oh, i'm just kidding buddy how about you get some rest <laughs> <laughs> But it's stressful, man. I like yeah. that it he's the way that it's described in the book. I like that Pip it almost feels like Pippin couldn't contr- like something like took a, like he like looked into the well and like something happened where he couldn't control himself to like throw something oh, really? down it. I don't really pick that up on that, but well, I, I, I like sort of to... felt like it's you know if I was hanging out by a big deep hole, I'd throw a rock in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think I it could be either. Especially, especially if, you know, no one explicitly told me not to. I'd be yeah. like, What's the, what could the actual harm be? And throw it like, you can't not throw a rock in the thing. Well, there's a, what they didn't tell him is that there's a sleepy guy down there with a drum set. He wakes up and he just starts playing. <laughs> he starts playing. <laughs> it's like a, a bird man. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's all one. Sh- it's all. It's, it's all one take. It's all a oneer for the rest of the Moria. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, after their long rest, uh, Frodo swears he can hear something following them. The the pad of the pad of small footsteps. Yeah, which as if you're not stupid, instantly you the reader like that's Gollum. <laughs> like that, it took that me a while to, to realize that it was Gollum or to oh, really? I, didn't, it was Gollum. I didn't mean to call you yeah. stupid. No. I have read no, this it's book. A, it's before. okay. <laughs> <laughs> just that's how, uh, listener. That's how I talk to Danilo a lot, and he's just like he just sort of roll. He I, he rolls over. He lets me play with his tummy metaphorically <laughs> and literally and physically. I like scratches. <laughs> uh, so that yeah, like Danilo said, there's a path that goes up, a path that goes down, and a path that goes forward. Which is like I don't know, just build a better mine, right? Like, what's up with this bullshit? So they choose the one that goes forward, and it's like the biggest, scariest, darkest room of all time. <laughs> yeah, they go it like it like descends a little bit, and then it's like I think it starts out straight, then starts yeah. descending, and then after a while, Gandalf's like, "We've gone too far down. We missed the we missed yeah, the gate. We missed our exit." And they get into like a huge room with like skylights, basically. Yeah, and is the, this is the room where uh, it, it's Balin's tomb, right? Like, yeah, it's like a room it's like off an offshoot to the side of this room. or something. Yeah. For me, the whole Moria thing, it just felt like bigger than in the movie, you know? Because yeah, maybe it like they're huge. there for longer or like it feels more huge, which, you know, I understand, you know, in a movie. It feels like tighter <laughs> in the movie because um, they like sort of get in and then right away they have a battle. But like they're in there for like two days before they see anything else alive in the book. What it doesn't feel like in the movie, there's like this shot of them <clears throat> where it really looks like a mine. But Moria never feel like is described as a mine. Like it really feels like the walls would be like completely and totally like smooth and like mm-hmm. this was like an ancient place of real like a it was a kingdom in a mountain. Yeah, and this is what it would look like. And they they find Balin's tomb and it's and it's and it's sad. And Gimli's yeah. not like super surprised. He's like we didn't <laughs> really hear from him for a long time. But he's still very sad. Yep. And then they find a record book. I love 
I love the record book. It's like mm-hmm. essentially what Monty Python is making fun of when they have you ever seen you remember in uh, Holy Grail when they it's With, like writing cave. as he's yeah. dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Things super aren't what it feels going like. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they find the thing and they're like, day one, everything's great. Uh, we, we're starting to it's heating up a little down there but that's probably fine and then uh, it's like day 47 it's like they're all dead they're dying <laughs> there's only four of us left in this one room <laughs> I love it oh, what what is it let me see if I can't find uh, ship of the ring the book of Marzabul in the chamber of Marzabul oh yeah the the it is a grim reading. I fear their end was cruel. Listen, we cannot get out. They have taken the bridge in second hall. Frar and Loni and Nali fell there uh, five days ago. The pool is up at the west gate. The watcher in the water took Owen, which we know him. That's Owen. Mm. <laughs> eaten by fucking the squid. <laughs> we cannot get out. The end comes. Drums, drums in the deep. They are coming. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, well it's shit. like he's reading he's like the end comes then drums drums in the deep and he stops reading and says i wonder what that means <laughs> <laughs> anyway um the last words are they are coming and he's like huh yeah weird could that be the drums we're hearing now <laughs> and I wonder, then I wonder what that means instantly you hear the drums again they're like, like oh dom <laughs> Yeah, that's they awesome. Couldn't, they couldn't mean those drums, <laughs> could they? <laughs> they probably hired a band and they got lost and they forgot. <laughs> uh, drums, no. drums, and Owen dropped his d- drum set into right. that well, and that's what they mean by drums in the deep. And there's a cool, and uh, fucking Dave Grohl's down there, and he's fucking, <laughs> he's awesome down there, man. <laughs> but no, unfortunately, a bunch of orcs are on their way, and they barricade themselves in, and they're like, well... We're going to need to make a decision here. Which way do we go? Mm-hmm. And then uh, right right when they make their decision, the orcs bust in and uh, the hobbits kind of start fucking shit up. Uh-huh. They're cutting off limbs and Aragorn, I mean Aragorn and Boromir obviously are, yeah, they're, like, they're co- like ch- ch- chopping off legs and like chopping off heads. <laughs> uh-huh. It's crazy. It's like a violent fight scene. <laughs> I know. Uh, and and uh, Sam kills one and Merry and Pippin kill one and mm-hmm. uh, Frodo. They can like hold inst- their own. Yeah, but except for Frodo, who instantly gets rammed with a spear right in his uh, shoulder. And the only reason he didn't instantly die is because he has mithril. Yeah, his mithril underneath his shirt. Um, And Aragorn runs over and he's like, I'm fine. And Aragorn's like, oh my god, you're the strongest guy I've ever seen. He's like, (laughs) his mind is like, "Ah." he's like, I will do whatever you say. (laughs) Real recognize real man. He's like, it's like seeing a strong guy. It's like, like I've seen like a really buff guy at the gym. You're like, oh my god. (laughs) You're my new dad. You did it. My new dad. (laughs) You did it. You're the king of men. (laughs) Uh... Anyway, they, 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 Gandalf's like, run, run away, run away. And they run down the stairs and then they're looking up the stairs and then there's a big flash of light and Gandalf explodes out of the room and falls down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Which I believe he threw like a grenade in there, right? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like he did like a, a, a magic shutting. grenade. Yeah, it was like a, a holding spell that, that he's like something big. They're like, he, well, Gandalf points up the stairs. He's like, okay. Something really bad is on the top of those stairs. <laughs> and you know it's bad when Gandalf's like, I couldn't. He's like panting and sweating and he's like, I could not, I could not face that, that whatever it was. Uh, and everybody's like, okay, old man, whatever. Let's just keep running. Uh, 
And so they do. They keep running yep. right into the uh, hottest. Uh, I've never I've never s- seen a room described that's been more on fire than this room <laughs> that they run right into. There's lava on the floor. There's <laughs> lava on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they like crazy. They, they all just like jump over the lava. They do. Yeah, they all just jump over the it's lava. It's like nine feet long, and everyone's like, and Mary also made that jump easily. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? And then they turn around, and I think Legolas at first is like, oh, Balrog, it's a Balrog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, it turns out that's what's, uh, they, they see in the book that, in people, in, in, uh, Glowin talked about it. Durin's Bane. They like yep. the elves of Moria dug too deep, and you mm-hmm. you think you the reader like oh Durin's Bane like it, it's like it might be greed or like what happened to Thorin who got like dragon yeah. sickness. No, it's a big demon. It's a demon. <laughs> it's just a big guy. It was a big guy in there. You know when you dig too deep uh, in your backyard and you dig up a demon. We've all been that, there. That's why you have to call uh, XL Energy first so they can, like, you know, mark all the marks on the ground so you yep. don't accidentally, accidentally yeah, dig your, up a demon. Uh, you, whatever your department of, uh, like, transportation or, like, the people energy, who maintain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Department of Energy. But they didn't have that. They just have a bunch of small men who love drinking and they have pickaxes. And they're like, we'll dig as deep as we want. And <laughs> turns out uh, stuff can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff can go incredibly wrong. Uh, this is, so, let me just, I want to, I wanted to talk about this uh, for a second. Let me just pull up uh, this thing here. Okay, we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings lore for a second here. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I may know where this is going and I have an yeah. opinion, so. Just to talk about the Balrog. So, the big thing you know, I suppose there is a magic system behind all this garbage. <laughs> you have the the angels. That's our... Uh, Alright, they're gods. Uh, which are the Valar. Okay? There's okay. like a god of the ocean and whatever. And then each of these gods have like super powerful servants called Maiar. Okay. Uh, and, and they're... Uh, they're... They're... They have like physical form, so like Sauron is a Maiar. Oh, of like he is of, of Morgoth, right? Yes, exactly, right. exactly. Uh, Gandalf is a Maiar. Um, okay, his name is Olorin. Like that's his angel name. Uh, mm-hmm. And the Balrogs, there are more than one, are also Maiar. So think of it like these two are on the same, like, celestial level of power. So there's, like, the gods with no corporeal form, and then there's, like, their servants who, like, do their bidding in the real world, basically. Yeah, Yeah? well, they do have, like, they do have forms, but it's not as if, like, it's not as if they're like walking around on two legs. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's right. But, yes, but I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Yes, that is. And uh, uh, the the like the reason that there's evil in the world of the Lord of the Rings is because they formed the world with music, and Melkor was playing dissonant notes, which formed like evil, mm-hmm. and that dissonance uh, corrupted. A certain Maiar, and they they're called like Umayar, I think, mm-hmm. or um, Umayar, and I believe that's why jazz is evil, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's why music was banned in the Footloose Town uh, <laughs> because of the Maiar. <laughs> because Melkor was there. 
<laughs> that's really the unsaid subtext of that movie. Uh, but yeah, so so this Balrog, like Durin's Bane, is not like that's just what they. That's not his like name. That's just what they yeah. called him because Durin was the king. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's just to to give like perspective is Frodo Baggins some guy is watching two angels fight each other mostly like in their heads but also physically a little bit right you said you had an opinion Danilo oh um I believe there is dis- some discourse about whether uh, the Balrog has wings oh yeah we could talk about this what uh, I have a pretty strong definite opinion about this what do you uh, what about you my, my opinion is no wings on the Balrog really yeah my opinion I, the, is wings about on the okay. Balrog. Because my in the 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 way I imagined it described in the book is really it's like a shadow monster, not yeah, like yeah. a lava demon like in the movies. Yeah, I agree with that. But but and I, I love I love how the I love oh, how the Balrog yeah. looks in the movie. Oh yeah, totally. No shade on that. But like in the in the book, I think no wings on the Balrog. You are of course referring to the line where. The uh, the Balrog is described as as having like shadow like wings. Yeah, some or of like... the shadows spreading like wings. Yeah, 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 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But then, literally later, it's like the Balrog closed its wings. Like that's <laughs> and it's like okay. So oh, what are you I talking about? <laughs> well, no, no, no. But it's like, were you talking about? Is he referring to like the shadows like on its back? Because it, it he yeah. never says like the Balrog flies. That's not what he says. Right. Uh, but I think it has wings. It's just like, it's just, he's, he can't fly. They're just, he just like looks as scary as possible. <laughs> right. And what's scarier than big wings on a demon? Right. Nothing. And then that makes sense why it would, you know, fall down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just fly up. <laughs> I, are you stupid? Why didn't the Balrog have fly. the eagles take it to Mordor? <laughs> I thought all of these people sort of had each other's phone number, could just, like, call for help, whatever. Um, eagles have wings. Balrog used the eagles. So, so anyway. this this part of, of the book, this is maybe, this might be an overstatement, mm-hmm. but my favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> now, for reference, a Mac is about to get married soon. <laughs> To ostensibly the love of his life, so to say the bridge of Casa Doom is uh, better than his fiance, I think is a big deal. <laughs> but I mean, come on, <laughs> it's so good. No, I, get, I, I get it. I get it. It's it. It's specifically like okay. So so a lot of like the Lord of the Rings is about like friends being there for each other. And for me and like stories, that is my like kryptonite. It could be the mm-hmm. worst. Like the parts of Mistborn I liked were when like friends were like when friends were there for each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Or like when, you know, we have men have comp have a, and me especially, I have I can have a hard time like talking about my feelings in a very like mm-hmm. stereotypical. You hear it all the time, um, stereotypical way. I can sometimes struggle with that. So I love Aragorn, a man who's like I don't care. We can talk about whatever, man. <laughs> like I try to you know you try to like Wanna emulate kiss me? that. I'll kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You try to emulate that as much as possible. And there's right. a moment where. Aragorn, who Aragorn does, I don't know if Boromir does, but Aragorn knows, like, 
that the Balrog, they, he understands that like Gandalf is an angel and all this garbage. Mm-hmm. He knows that. And Boromir, who doesn't know that, just turn around and see the craziest thing of all time and are like, we'll help. And then just start running to help Gandalf. <laughs> that is the craziest thing. Uh-huh. I lo- Like, that is so inspiring. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, like, corny to say. Fuck, fuck I don't you know. if you I think that's think corny so. to say. That shit is awesome and incredibly inspiring. Uh, and it's so real that Legolas and Gimli do not. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> like, it seems like he's gonna get uh, take care of this, and if he doesn't, uh, he's buying his time, so... Yeah, he he says, He cannot stand alone, cried Aragorn suddenly, and ran back along the bridge. Elendil, he shouted, I am with you, Gandalf. Gondor, cried Boromir, and leaped oh after him. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, That's I awesome. love that... that uh, Aragorn says the name of his ancestor, and Boromir's like, he, he's like, uh, Minneapolis! <laughs> America! <laughs> he can't think. Oh my god. Uh, 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 Joe Biden! He runs. <laughs> no, yeah, if I ever get faced uh, with a demon, I'm Ooh. yelling the name of my hometown. <laughs> Um, Danilo, do you have a hot take that he, in the book, he says you cannot pass, not you shall not pass? That, I remember (laughs) the first time I read the book, I was like, why? Why? Like, why change it? I think you shall not pass rolls off the the tongue better, but it might not be, yeah, but it might not be grammatically correct. Mm -hmm. Gandalf says you cannot pass, and, and, uh, so Gandalf strikes the staff the bridge of Casa Doom it's what the chapter is called mm-hmm. um and the bridge collapses and the Balrog falls but his scary the whip, whip. La- I think giving the Balrog a whip is like a stroke of genius like mwah. yeah like you awesome. wouldn't like scary demon doesn't need a weapon but you give him a sword and like a nine-tailed whip and you're like oh shit yeah I love that <laughs> Uh, he, he, in the whip, like, uh, he's fallen down, and it seems like for a sentence everything's fine, but then the whip latches itself around Gandalf's leg, and he Mm. says, he goes, he fly, you fools, and he gets pulled down into the depths. I was surprised that happened, like, beat for beat, like the movie. Like, (laughs) that's almost exactly what happens, which I thought was great. Um... Something I think is pretty funny in the audiobook that Andy Circus reads when uh-huh. Gandalf falls down, he goes, Fly, you fool! Well, as if, like, he's saying, it's like, Come on, man, you as he's falling. That's goofy as hell. Well, I mean, you know, I sort of knew this was coming, so I don't know if it hit home the right. way that maybe it would. I'm, I'm very excited to, like, you know, read this to my kids one day. Yeah, I know. So that they can, like, experience it. I was, I frankly was more sad about Bill the Pony than I was about Gandalf, but I think that's because yeah. I know the story. And also, it's always, it's always tough when an animal who doesn't really grasp anything dies in a, any sort of story. It'd be, it'd be interesting to, uh, I've always thought this was interesting in like literature and media when people are more emotionally sad and invested yeah. in animals dying or suffering than people, even though like rationally we know that like, human life has right. more value or something like that you know like you wouldn't save your dog over your sister or something no but i just thought that's i think that I, I just find that's an interesting psychological phenomenon i think it's interesting too because that is not how i operate like 
I I have never been. I mean, in real life, yeah. I am always very sad. Like when I hear about that, but in like movies and stuff, I've never once been like, "Oh, the dog died." Like I don't care. Yeah, unless I know. it's like yeah. important to. The, I, like I'm not. Cra- I'm not stupid. If it's if it's called like, "Oh, the dog is the main character," I'm like, "No!" But that's different. <laughs> right, like, right. It, it doesn't necessarily affect me so much when Bill the Pony dies or or like fucking. I can't think of another example, but something like that as much mm-hmm. as it does when like Gandalf dies. So I feel yeah, sort I of it's, the Yeah. It's, I just think it's an interesting it is, psychological it is interesting. phenomenon. Hey, let us know what you thought was sadder. Well you, we, we don't know if Bill the Pony died, Danilo. That's true, but but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's a huge <laughs> squid out there. <laughs> but it's a pony versus a squid. Yeah. And they do fight. We know that. Bill the pony turns around and he puts up his dukes. And so it is really uh, a squid versus a. Well, here's something fun. There's a uh, Lord of the Rings video game. Uh, uh-huh. There's like a million of them. But one of them is a JRPG, like a turn based uh, Japanese role playing game. Yeah. And there is a fight against the Watcher and the Deep. <laughs> That yeah. I, when I was a little kid, couldn't get past. I was like, fuck this. I couldn't figure it out. Just run into the mine. You can't. You gotta fight. Oh, God. <laughs> so shitty. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they literally, <laughs> when the Bridge of Kazatoom falls, they turn around and the door to leave was right there. <laughs> Which has got to feel, it's got to feel bad. And I just love how they all, like... I don't know, the way that grief is dealt with in these books, like, they leave and then Aragorn, like, 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 uh, very, uh, what am I, what's the word I'm trying to, soulfully, like, looks up and he's Mm -hmm. like, I told you, you old fool. And it's like, oh (laughs) my god, it's so sad. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but realistically, they all are like, we can't sit here and cry because just the shit fuck ton of orcs are there just because the and like he's not like we anymore. have to make sure that his sacrifice like meant something right. so and they check on uh they check on frodo again <laughs> like oh my god aragorn's like oh they start walking forever and frodo's like falls right on his face and aragorn's <laughs> like oh i forgot you got stabbed <laughs> oops uh and sam is like he's got a huge gash like in his fucking head that the, no, he just hasn't brought up for a long time because he's a tough he's a tough little cookie and but then they, they all like faint and yeah they're all like oh we should probably take care of these they're very tiny <laughs> There's a moment where Aragorn's looking at Sam's gash, and he's like, well, it's a good thing that blade wasn't poisoned, because if it was, you would be so dead. (laughs) And is this where they reveal that he has the mithril? Yeah. The mithril shirt, so he looks, and it's just a really bad bruise. It's like a bulletproof vest, basically. Yeah, it's cool. They got a bullet to the chest, and he got a... Like, it's not that he was just fine. It's like, what would happen if you got shot with with a gun... And you had a bulletproof vest right. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still hurts. And it's like, mm-hmm. he still needs to be tended to. It's just like, it, it's never going to go through all the way. Yeah, it like, didn't kill him. I love Gimli's reaction. He's just like, holy shit. <laughs> and then he's like, how much did Bilbo tell you that cost? He was wrong. <laughs> like, that is the That's most... worth more than the entire country you're from. Because like, it's not just a mithril says... shirt. It's like the best mithril shirt of all time. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like a, it's like a gold. It's like if if you had like a gold bar and it, it like had been pop, I, like it is like incomprehensible. It's like if you had a shirt made of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! His Ethereum shirt saved him from those those scammers. 
It's because Holy it's because shit. you have access to your own keys, man. That's why it's so safe. That's why no one can it's stab decentralized. you. You didn't die because it's decentralized. <laughs> <laughs> he really he decentralized that blade when it hit him in the shoulder, not the stomach. <laughs> the orcs blades in the chain now. It's in the blockchain. And it'll be there forever. You can look at it. <laughs> you can access it anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and it's going up it's going up it's going up fuck Moria there's a demon in Moria it's all down uh, Durin's oh, Bane is when the when Bitcoin crashes yeah, Dur- yeah. Durin's Bane is when some 15 year old Russian kid destroys uh, the Bored Ape Yacht Club or whatever yeah we sort of we sort of buried the lead on that uh, it's, uh, it's the Bitcoin mine of Moria there's like servers running in there <laughs> It's so hot, and that's the reason you can't it's buy a so, fucking graphics card. That's where the lava's from. The the the, the, oh ser- the, the servers were so hot and melted the rock. <laughs> and Balin killed himself because he wouldn't. He didn't want to lo- do it because he lost everything. <laughs> he and, lost dur- everything. <laughs> and he hired a bunch of tech support guys who came and killed all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, this uh, no, I feel like Ugh. I've been talking a lot. Would yeah. you? Uh, so so. They they pause and they tend their injuries, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Hey, look, that's uh, Lothlorien. That's like the best <laughs> place ever." <laughs> uh, would you like to talk about Lothlorien and Lady Galadriel? Sure. Well, uh, so they all uh, after Moria, they all sort of walk to their next checkpoint, uh, which is a forest where all the elves live called Lothlorien, and they sort of they like don't know how to meet up with them. So they just sort of start walking, and Legolas is like a different kind of elf. He's like a wood elf, and these are like the high elves. So he like can sort of, you know, broach a truce or something like that. Um, But they all live in the trees on little platforms, Um, and they they meet these high elves, and they're like greeted with like suspicion, and like even Legolas is sort of treated suspiciously and he's the only one who can like speak the language and this i think this was a really cool scene where um they're like you know there's there's feuds between the dwarves and the elves and everyone's like okay so you're carrying the ring uh so everyone's good except uh gimli needs to wear a bag on his head (laughs) because he can't see where this is because he's a dwarf this is my favorite can we talk about fantasy tropes for just one second Mm -hmm. this is my favorite fantasy trope is that (laughs) elves and dwarves do not get along (laughs) it is my favorite and i'm team dwarf all the way baby i love dwarves so goddamn much uh, well, and they try to get into it where Gimli's like, it's because they did this. And they're like, it's because they did this. And Aragorn's like, we don't have time for this right now. It's like, yeah, because the elves are mad that he, that he actually talks to Legolas about this for a middle. He's a little bit. He's like, well, the dwarves found the Balrog. And then Gimli's like, we didn't fucking do it on purpose. And Legolas is like, I didn't say that. I All I said was that you found it. <laughs> um, yeah, but then... Aragorn's like, you know what? We're all the same. So if you're gonna blindfold Gimli, you gotta blindfold all of us. And Boromir's like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Aragorn's like, come on, man. And Boromir's like, fine, fine. And I then the it. elves are like, it's that's more trouble than it's worth. Gimli, you're fine. Yeah. But the, hey, that's friendship, man. That's real shit right there, man. That's well, awesome. and then Gimli's like super. They, like, convince them, and Gimli's like, and they're like, oh, Gimli, you're, like, the only dwarf who 
has ever. ever seen Lothlorien and will ever see it probably. And he like takes it like as an honor. He like bows oh, and is super it, respectful, and it's it's great. I I love that Gimli's not a clown. <laughs> I know this is what I was talking about in that like this is the first uh, part of what I was talking about in like the hobbit how they completely switch how like dwarves are represented mm-hmm. and he's like super honorable and respectful and hilariously in love with gladriel <laughs> <laughs> which is very sweet and i think it's um i don't don't they say that like you can come in here but you can't even fucking smell the the lady the lady of the woods <laughs> he's like okay 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 i'm sorry <laughs> uh so they they heal they heal them they rest i don't remember how long they rest for but well, it's like, I mean, time is like, yeah, it feels doesn't different it feel here. like it's been like a week or two months, but it's really been a lot longer or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And time has um, like diluted or something. I think the Lothlorien part was, I really liked it. Like the way it's yeah. described, it's like described as another alien dimension. And this was, I know it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. This was sort of like what I was talking about last time where like the elves feeling like aliens, like it really is like everything's like super saturated and like the flowers are made of gold and like the sky yeah. looks different. And yeah, I love Lothlorien and here in, uh, so they can't, there's like a night where they can't go to sleep. And so he, uh, Sam and Frodo start walking around and they meet the lady of the wood. They meet, uh, a Galadriel, and she's like the queen of the elves in this area. Yeah. This like, and it's basically because in my mind, I always saw like Rivendell and this place, like Lothlorien, are sort of the same. But Rivendell's more just like a peaceful place, where this is like a pocket dimension of yeah. like elvish magic in like a more intense way. Yeah, and it, Gadriel's it, it, like the queen of it. Yeah, she is. She's super powerful, and like, and like the Lothlorien has like golden trees that are always golden. It's just that in the winter they're a little less golden, mm-hmm. but even still, it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And Galadriel's like, "We're so sorry you came during winter. This isn't even <laughs> as cool as it can possibly yeah. be." And uh, Sam's like, "It's fine. It's fine." And he's like, "She's like, we're so sorry. Here's a picture or whatever. Did yeah. she give her something?" <laughs> Like, this is how gold the leaves actually are. And Sam's Here's like, okay. Picture. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sweet picture. Thank you. Uh, and and uh, Galadriel's like, hey, hey, look at my... Uh, do you want to do acid and look at this painting? <laughs> I got a like, bowl. Hey. It's super shiny. You want to yeah. look into it? And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Sam's like, I want to go first. And then he looks and he sees his best friend is dead. <laughs> and his home is getting fucked up and destroyed. All the trees are getting chopped down. And he's like, well, um, how do I stop <laughs> yep. that? And Gladwell's like, I wouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, so they look into, and that's the mirror of Gladriel, which is like, it can, it shows the past and the present and maybe the future, potential yeah. futures. So it really doesn't show anything. No. <laughs> She's like, it could be real, it could be fake, it could be what's true in your heart, it could be what you want to see, it could be what you don't want to see. And like, the why, why are you showing this to us? <laughs> can you just give me, like, $10 or, like, something <laughs> I could use? And Sam looks into it, and it's like his his neighbor is, like, tearing down his barn, and he's like, no! Yeah. That's the worst thing that could happen. And then uh, Frodo looks into it, and he sees, like, a bunch of weird shit, and it's like, is that Gandalf? And he's like, is that Bilbo? Yeah, uh, and then he sees like a bunch of weird images, and then he sees uh, 
He sees, he sees maybe a big, scary eyeball? Like, what? <laughs> uh, Danilo, do you think the eye of Sauron is like a real eye? Like how it is in the movie? Or do you take it as more of a metaphor? This is also a, a point of discussion. I mean, from what I, so far reading... I mean, this is the only time there's like a literal eye. Like, I think in the bowl or in the mirror of Gladriel, he sees an actual eye. And I like to imagine it's cool and evil, like in the movies, which is very cool. But I think so far what I've been imagining in like, like in Mordor, there isn't a tower with a giant eyeball. Like the eye of Sauron is like a concept of like dark watchfulness yeah. throughout the land it's like the birds and the and mm. all that shit and like, like the that's orcs the eye and like yeah like it can be creeping under any shadow it's not one big eyeball on a tower yeah i agree uh so he looks in to the mirror and he sees the eye and he looks up and he's like hey you're pretty cool do you want this <laughs> and he <laughs> and he goes to uh give her the ring or propositions her for the ring and she really wants it. Like there's like yeah. a moment where it's scary. It's the mm-hmm. it's the moment in the movie where she like turns green. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Don't you dare, if you give it to me, the world will end. Yeah, and it's like, whoa when when uh he tried to give it to Gandalf, something similar happened. It's just something mm-hmm. with giving these powerful people <laughs> the uh, most powerful thing of all time uh, makes them a little upset. <laughs> Well, and she has one of the elven rings. She does. Yeah. So if she had two, I mean, fuck. Mm. <laughs> that would be fucked up. <laughs> but hey, at least all these people except Boromir are like, you shouldn't give it to me. <laughs> so they so they stay in Lothlorien for a while. And then they're like, well, we can't just stay here. We do have to leave. And mm. Boromir's like, we should stop fucking around we should just go back to gondor we should just go to <laughs> Come gondor back to my house yeah <laughs> we could talk we could drink beer we could play mario kart we can It'll hang be out fine man. and aragorn is like well that does sound pretty sweet but unfortunately we should go to hell <laughs> <laughs> sort of doesn't that sort of delay what we have to do can we just go straight <laughs> there <laughs> And Boromir's like, no, really, we got a really cool place, and it's safe. It's totally safe, man. It's two levels. It's well, it's one level, but like, it's like a big room. It's a big room. Like we could just hang out in a big room. Uh, but no, they they're like, we got to go to Mordor, buddy. So they they do, and they get a bunch of sweet boats. And then and Sam and the, hates the boats. Right. He's yeah. always hated boats. I thought this was very funny. And, then and he's like, oh when he's on God. it, he's like, it's not that bad but I still will never do this again. (laughs) And then they get, uh, they each get a magic cloak, Mm -hmm. uh, which match, it's not, it like is camouflaged. It doesn't really turn you invisible. It like matches your surroundings. Yeah. They get rope. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) They get rope. like, yes, finally. The reason Uh, we couldn't save Gandalf is because we couldn't throw him a rope. You couldn't (laughs) just like, here, grab this. Uh, And then they get Lembus bread, which is Mm -hmm. just like, the it doesn't really taste Super like anything, bread. but it's it's got all it's got like two thousand calories and all the micronutrients you need for the day or your mi- macronutrients. It's like a it's like a protein shake in yeah, bread it's form. A, it's the best protein shake of all time. It's a Cliff Bar. It's basically just a Cliff Bar. It is for hiking. Uh, and then they each get a sweet present. Uh, Aragorn gets <laughs> he gets a sheath which 
Okay. Was he <laughs> just carry, who just carry? I don't. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. just carrying it around like no, bareback. Yeah, like, oh, I'm glad I'm not cutting my leg every time I step forward. <laughs> he gets a sheet, uh, and and he gets a he gets a he's like your elf girlfriend gave this to me to give to you and he's like oh, my lady <laughs> my lady Arwen and doesn't he like say a poem about each sure people in love and he then does. everyone's like oh, I wonder what that was about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway what's my present for the forbidden love between a human and an elf and he's like I uh, really I really <laughs> like that poem <laughs> and everyone's like okay man okay anyway uh, do I get my belt of gold and he's like uh huh <laughs> if Boromir gets a big Belt of gold, which is just like, <laughs> just like how like do we a make a wrestling belt? <laughs> he gets like a WWE. <laughs> yeah, he starts cutting promos on everybody. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Am I glad real? You sit here in Lothlorien. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh, Boromir gets a belt of gold, and Mary and Pippin get silver belts, which is a huge like. Fuck you. <laughs> Boromir gets a sweet one. You two idiots get the silver one. Uh, Legolas gets a sweet bow to Sam. <laughs> he gets a box of dirt. <laughs> Sam gets a box of dirt with like a special uh, oh, uh, tree right. in it. Um, and she's like, if, oh, if you take this back home, if you don't die, <laughs> this right. is going to be the, the stuff that goes out of this dirt is going to make you king of everything. <laughs> is yeah. how good this stuff's going to be. And then, sweet Gimli, she's like, I don't really feel comfortable giving you anything. And he's like, I just want your hair. <laughs> and I think she gives him not one, but two strands. Three strands. Oh, three. There we three go. Three strands of her hair. And he's like, that's and he all was I like wanted. honored. He's like, this will, this will be the prize of the dwarves of my family for the rest of I love it. eternity. That was very cool. And she gives Frodo a small, uh, uh, he, she, uh, holy water. Mm-hmm. A little vial of holy water to keep around his neck. That will be, that will be so unbelievably important two books from now. <laughs> he has this <laughs> life-savingly, critically important that he got this. For in dark places when all other lights go out. It's a good thing they're going to the darkest, scariest place of all time. Well, the place um, so, that's this should be helpful in the when you go to the place that's getting darker every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they go to they're 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 traveling downstream, and Sam, um, he's like, "Hey, what's that?" He's like, "What's that? There's like drift a live driftwood back there." He's like, "What is that?" <laughs> Looks like a weird fish ma- fish man, <laughs> gray dude looks like a fish, big feet. Everyone's like, "That's Gollum. He's been following us for years." <laughs> I can't remember the time he wasn't following us. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, and they, they get a they a bunch of orcs uh, pop out of the trees, and they start, like, shooting arrows at them. There's, like, a little mm-hmm. fight on the boats. But it's fine, except that it's so not fine when they find out that the Nazgul can fucking fly. <laughs> uh, on, their, on one of their fell beasts. Um, and Legolas... Wait, I must have missed this part. Wait... So wait, yeah. the Nazgul can fly like on a the well. I don't know if you know that it's the Nazgul, but the orcs. There's like a flying creature that it, Legolas shoots out of the air. Oh, that's right. That's right. It is one of their fell beasts. They're like dragons that they can fly. Um, so they go to the they pass the Argonath, which is the big like 
the, the big people who are like, please don't go any further. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the big statue uh, from the from the film. You may remember the big statues of like the mm. two guys like trying to give you a high five, uh, <laughs> at, which is the ancient. That is like you've entered Gondor. Like Gondor's mm-hmm. not a city. The city's Minas Tirith. Gondor is the country. Land. Um, and they go to the Hill of Sight. Uh, which is called uh, Amon Hen, Amon Hen. I don't know how you say mm-hmm. it, and I don't care, so don't write in. Uh, and it's because you can see everything from there. Li- yeah, literally, you can see everything, even like magic, uh, ancient things. And this is where Frodo's like, they're like, Frodo, you gotta choose where we go next. You're like the most important guy of all time. Uh, <laughs> you have the ring. We got to follow you wherever we go. And we're at a straight tie, so <laughs> right. Yeah, they can't decide, and so he's like, just give me an hour. And then Boromir's like, I can't do that. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, so Frodo goes on a walk, and then he's like, man, I'm, th- I'm thinking about everything that's happened to me in this book. And then Boromir's like, <laughs> he hey, that. buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, right behind him. <laughs> You're taking a while to think about this. Uh, and, and Boromir says, uh, <laughs> Boromir's, he's like, listen, no, nobody, nobody believes me, man. Nobody trusts me. But you trust me, right? I'm a good guy, man. I'm a good guy. I just need fifteen dollars. Gotta man. give me the ring. <laughs> yeah. I just need. To, I just need some money, man. I just need the ring, man. He's scratching his arms. Hey, man. Hey, man. Come on, man. Man, I'll just let me let me put, put my hands around your neck, and then you know, then yeah. give me the ring. <laughs> yeah. Just let me kill you. I'll just take it. It'll, it'll be deal. Just let me kill you, and I'll take the ring. It's fine. It'll be fine. Uh, and which is what he does. Uh, it scares the shit out of. It was like actually scary. <laughs> it is scary, yeah. And then he puts the ring on, and then he runs away, and then Boromir's like, "What have I done? <laughs> no!" <laughs> Turns out that was a mistake. And then Frodo, he sees like ancient, uh, he sees like ghost army. He sees like, uh, from the hill of seeing. He's like, "What are all these ghosts going to war for?" Every every because, single yeah, because time, he has the ring on, right? right so yeah, he can he like sees see the other realm. All yeah. Every single time Frodo's by himself, he sees like a ghost or something, or like some omen of ill portent that it really mm-hmm. is like, you gotta turn around. Or just like throw it in the <laughs> river, man. Just fucking throw it in the river. It's crazy that he's not more scared. Um, so he hears a. Now, he feels like the eye of Sauron is about to notice him. Mm-hmm. And then he hears a voice to like, who's like, take, it, take off the ring, take it off now. And so he does before they get spotted. And what was the voice? Was that just him remembering that Gandalf was like, never put it on? He's like, oh yeah, I'll take it off. Well, I think it is Gandalf. Oh, I think okay. it is like from, because, uh, spoiler alert. He, may, he, he might come back, he might not. <laughs> he might come back. Uh, he, 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 okay, so he takes off the ring and he's like, this ring is making all my cool adult friends really mad at me. I'm just going to go by myself. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then it like the scene, the scene shifts to the rest of the fellowship, and they're like, Boromir's gone, Frodo's gone. <laughs> uh oh, they've been gone for a while. <laughs> yeah. Do I hear like someone's like yelling? I think I hear yeah. someone yelling. <laughs> I hear the sound of like robbery over there. Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then doesn't Boromir stumble back like in tears? He's like, Frodo's gone. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then, and then some it, it, something scared him away. <laughs> And everyone's like, something. He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so Aragorn runs towards the top of the hill, and then Sam's like, that's wrong. I know where he's going. And so Sam goes with Frodo, and he mm-hmm. catches him trying to get into the into one of the boats. Yeah, the boat's like moving by itself. And... 
Yeah. Sam's they have like, this conversation, and then they go together. And yep. they will Just not the two of them. be together again until the end of the third book. The Fellowship I thought has it was broken. Re- it was like really intense when they're like, all right, we're going to go by ourselves. Yeah. Like, that was like... Like, I know that happens in the movies, but, like, it had, like, a different weight. Like, a, oh, shit. Yeah. And also, like, a, but they just started, you know? I know. It's so, you're like, you have so, you you do, you were just with somebody who knew which way to go, and now you don't know which way to go. If only there was some little creep who knew which way to go, and then you could just go with him. The end, this, this got me, the end of the chapter the great river right before the last chapter um they were it said the 10th day of their journey there was over whatever whatever the last stage of the quest was before them and like there's, there's two books i don't yeah. know if it's the last I like don't so. i don't think so <laughs> if, if you mean the last stage is get to mordor then sure it's the last stage but <laughs> and that's that could be most of the thing <laughs> uh so that's the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we have to do, give it our new, uh, remember, oh, rating right. system from The Hobbit? Right, right. Um, I would say this this book, I think, establishes a lot of what would become fantasy tropes. It also takes a long time to get going, I think. I don't think that's controversial to say. But all in all, in this like taking it as a novel as a whole um, and not how it relates to the other two books I think I would give this book zero misborns I also was going to give this book zero misborns yeah I think I I really I thought the writing was beautiful I think the plot points that like maybe like we all take for granted because maybe we know the story well or it's in like the cultural imagination I think still like knowing them are given a lot of weight and I loved the descriptions of nature and all the the world building was yeah. good but in a way that also didn't feel like it got in the way or took away from the the story you know you know why that is they're like they're walking in the world and so they yeah, like they're like literally the just world. walking yeah <laughs> they're not fast traveling no and they're not using a fucking adium highway or whatever iron <laughs> highway they walk yeah. places and it's important and i love it well, and it's the, you know, in the UK, now when I think in olden times, there's like the culture of just walking around as yeah. like a thing you can do. Like I watched, like I was watching The Crown the other day and there was like all the, the queen and like her daughter are like, yeah, it's, we're on vacation. We're just going to walk around Scotland. I know, crazy? Like, <laughs> and like they have a whole thing of like public land and public treks, you know, and so... That all sort of, I feel, comes from this of, like, having an on-foot experience of a landscape, which, yeah. you know, doesn't translate to an action-adventure movie. You know, it's a no. different it's a different thing. And I really liked what this was. And f- and for my tastes, you know, I think more more than the movies. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I love the movies, but, I mean, these, this is, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really fucking compare. Lord of the Rings, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on. Like, I get why people like it more now. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting that they really do just, like, something about people you like walking around. It's like, 
Mm-hmm. What's the most like popular video game of the last ten years? Breath of the Wild. What's that game? Mm-hmm. It's about a guy you like walking around. And you run into stuff, and then you deal yeah. with it, and then you walk to the next thing. It's such like an innocent spirit of adventure, and like it feels like oh oh my god the peril, and it's like oh oh no I don't know it's just and then and when then stuff like, and like then the safe areas are yeah. safe. And then there's stuff when Boromir is, like, gonna fucking kill Frodo and just take it. It's like, holy... It, man, what a fucking book. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope you don't uh, mind not hearing from Frodo and Sam for a little bit, because they're not in the complete first half of the next book. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. It is... Uh, the way it's the, uh, separated is that it's the remainder of the Fellowship for the first half, and then the second half is Frodo, uh, Sam, and I Gollum. I thought it was every other chapter. No, no, wrong. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. I I remember it as it is it being split. Oh, it's every other chapter is um uh Aragorn and company and Pippin and Mary. And then oh, so book a double two split. Is, I see. Yes. I see. And then book cuz they get lost. I don't know if you know this uh Aragorn kicked uh, he kicked the helmet. He really broke his toe, and that's why he yelled so bad because he was so sad that the Marion Pippin. He thought they died in the orc pile. And uh, Viggo Mortensen actually kicks the helmet in the book too, right? That yeah, happens. Yes, yeah, he yeah. does. And he really and he has a sword really... fight with a guy, and he blocks the he blocked the knife for real. He really did that. I'm I'm glad it also happened for real in the books. I think that would be disappointing if I found out that it was yeah. just acted out in the books. There is a uh, yeah that I mean. The Two Towers, I'm excited to get into it. It starts with a huge battle, like, right away, and doesn't let cool. its foot off the gas, I don't think. A lot of a lot of people, I have, I think, like the Two Towers the best. Cause oh, it's interesting. Got, I mean, Treebeard's in it. The Ents. Mm-hmm. The fucking yeah, yeah. Helm's Deep is in it. Come on. I mean, I'm just surprised how much I, like, fucked with the beginning part that everyone says is boring and pointless. I really liked. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I like it when uh, yeah, my friends it are safe, and I know they're going to be in danger. <laughs> and then, like, when the prose is good. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that the Balrog is in the same book as, like, a birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> as, a, what, Goldberry? Just the yeah. woman, the river spirit in the corner who doesn't say anything? His trad wife? <laughs> I was just thinking, I was, I was... I was watching some. I was just reading people's opinions on like this book, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know what it is, or if like it's just high schoolers, but it like bothers me when people are like bored when what they think the story is isn't happening. Yeah, I know it bothers you know? me too. It's like the story like, is happening, like or like the author is clearly still saying something. the author's not trying to be boring. Like right. clearly, this is in here for a reason. Like maybe we can engage with that a little bit, and people are like, "Oh, it's just boring and old fashioned." And I don't, I can't, I can't Purple like like prose. like just because it's not immediately apparent for you why something is in there doesn't mean it's pointless. You know, well, you know, like. This is, we leave in the fucking, listen, I guess we get, hey, we haven't even gotten 90 minutes yet. Let's talk about book talk. <laughs> I, so the, I mean, listen, I think it's great that authors are discovered uh, on book talk. I hate saying that, but that's what it's called. Book talk, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it A lot of those books are very fast and they're very easy to read. And mm-hmm. I think are what are getting people into reading. So if you read something that like a fantasy novel you saw on book talk that also has like 
goblins and dragons because there's a lot of them and then you try to seek out the other books that have that kind of shit they're going to be different and just because Mm -hmm. they're different doesn't like there's this thing where people like oh it was boring oh i didn't like that book it was boring or or people need it to be exactly what they expected or else they think it's bad you know like not everything out there is there to please you the exact way you want it to be pleased you know i i find part of like part of the joy of experiencing art in the world is like you start into things and then it's not what you expected and it ends up being its own thing and you learn to like it and it changes you as a person and you grow and learn like that's like if i was like spoon-fed everything i've always wanted i'd still be reading you know cat in the hat you know, yeah. like just basic shit. And I mean, if that's it, it, if you just give these, give this kind of thing a chance. Okay. Don't give up mm-hmm. on the Lord of the Rings just because it starts with a birthday party or, or like, you know, you know, think about, Hey, if you're feeling a certain negative way about something, you know, you can think about like, Hey, you know, why is it because I'm not getting something? Is it because, you know, the author's doing something different, you know, maybe you could maybe learn something more about yourself and books and writing. And then at the end of the day, you know, if you don't like it, then that's fine. You know, I think it's, I like eating fast food every once in a while, but like yeah. if every, if the only thing you eat is fast food, the that's not healthy and it's going to be boring. And sometimes you want, you know, a steak dinner, a nice big chewy steak to chew down on. Yeah. And, and, and that's what Tom Bombadil is—just a big old steak, steak boy. Yeah, well, I want to eat Tom Bombadil. I'll tell you, the, uh, one thing I took from the book is that I want to fucking eat that guy. I want to take a bath with him and eat him and sing a little song Ooh, about it. Wow, <laughs> sing a little song like <laughs> chew his little butt into my mouth, eat his little butt. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, do you have anything else to say about this book? I know it is near and dear to your heart, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's good. I mean, I love these books. I can't wait to to tally forth. Um. But I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what, what can, what can be said that hasn't already been said by, uh, uh, millions of white men throughout history. <laughs> and this is a book with uh, no women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yes. we, I don't know if we brought that up. I thought, but we there's not a single woman time, in no. it. Arwen no, is like not. Arwen like sits in the corner for two seconds and looks at them and like I think that's the only <laughs> yeah well Gladriel's in it but that's it oh I guess Gladriel yeah yeah there's no women in but it but she's big and mean so yeah she is <laughs> just like all women <laughs> <laughs> big mean I think and scary we could talk about this um more at the end but I have a this is not a theory substantiated by anything but I have a theory as to as to why there's no women in it. I think, mm-hmm. like, it is Tolkien dealing with his loss of innocence and the people around him who are also going through that in the war were men. So, like, mm-hmm. that is what he... And that's, like, not an excuse, but that is, that is I think, why mm-hmm. there's no well, women in the fellowship. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, I think it's fine to write something that has all men in it as long as that's not the only thing or the best thing. <laughs> right. And I think the issue is that these books in the sh- fantasy genre and in a lot of like, you know, nerd circles 
are seen as the only thing and the best thing. And I think that's when it's an issue when there aren't yeah. any women. Because then then you get a bunch of neckbeards complaining that the Lord of the Rings show has women in it. Right. And you're like, oh boy. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, the fact that these characters are men is not important. Other than it's right. just like men, capital M, as the race. Like, it, mm-hmm. it they could, they're not, they're not like, creatures with a gender they're like <laughs> they're like embodiments they're like fairy tale of, characters yeah they are you know they're like embodiments of uh a, a trait yeah um, they could be blobs like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's just like well and then it's like you know people can learn from it just like you know you can learn from little red riding hood even though she's like a girl you know yeah which is i'm not i have never read that book because a girl's a main character <laughs> I want to see a gender swapped Little Red Riding Hood. I think that's what this society's oh, missing. The, what uh, do they? Uh, who would you cast in the in the gender swapped Hollywood uh, Little Red Riding Hood remake? Idris Elba. Whoa, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and he has a gun. And he kills the. He just shoots the wolf. He just shoots the wolf, and then this? shoots the grandma, and then shoots himself, <laughs> and then takes over. <laughs> At, at, takes over as what? <laughs> what is he in charge of? Everything? The house, everything. <laughs> so you, you want to, so hang on. You want to make a movie about a man who breaks and enters a home and kills everybody and then is the owner. And then is in charge. Yeah. <laughs> like all okay, men okay. should be. Yes, yes, good. No, that's like with Sauron. He wants to put all men in charge. That's no good. <laughs> that's true, you know. All the, all the Nazgul are men. And he wants That's to true. kill. He wants to have a a, a patriarchy. So, can you mm. imagine if Sauron was the president of the U.S.? You, these <laughs> these these whiny liberals, man. They don't know how good they have it. Okay, what if Sauron was it could the be president? Sauron? Uh, who's who's Sauron's uh, running mate? Sauron and Matt Gates <laughs> as vice president. <laughs> The two most evil men in, in in all of like reality. <laughs> Holy shit! Can you imagine? He's just like you see him like running. He's got like a spiky helmet on. He's campaign, campaign sign. This is like sorry, but it's like written in like the evil Elvish, and then it's yeah. just like Mad Gates. <laughs> it's just it's just a black. <laughs> Sauron, we want to interview you about uh, Matt Gates has been flying uh, certain kinds of people out to uh, his rant. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I want Matt to talk Gates about the is building a huge tower in Orlando, and it's... <laughs> he's calling it Orthank. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. I, uh, we, this is all fake, fake news. Trying to redirect you. Have you seen it? Have you seen this tower? No, no, no. no. It's hard to miss, sir. It's right in the middle of Miami. Chat, oh, you're Chat in the middle GPT of Miami. That tire. <laughs> tire. Judge Jimmy made my tire. <laughs> <a> tire. <laughs> what? All right. Yeah, I drive a Mercedes and, <laughs> and it was fake AI tires. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you're reading along, we'll be reading book three of. Uh, uh, the two towers, which is about halfway through. Yeah. Um, and, and remember, will... oh, oh, yeah. One of the one of those towers is in Orlando, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is the Washington Monument. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just true. That's Barador and Orthanc. They're real, and they're in the United States. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, hey, stay hard, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
that's that's going to be our new our new sign off. Hey, hey uh, hooligans, stay hard. Hooligans, stay hard. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard.